Welcome to Vibrant Visionaries. This is Heidi Bennett, and this intro for today's episode is being recorded on Monday, June 8th, 2020. It's about 5.40 a.m. Pacific time here in the Fruitvale area of Oakland, California. And on today's episode, I will start by amplifying creatives of color, elevating melanated voices. I'll be celebrating pride. This podcast is built on a foundation of camaraderie, inclusivity, compassion, and creative inspiration. The body of today's episode will be about parks and recreation. We're going to be finishing up talking about season one by discussing episodes four, five, and six. So that is a great place to start right in parks and recreation. I'm going to start with Rashida Jones, who is Anne Perkins. Currently, she is on the Netflix series, hashtag Black AF. People probably just call it Black AF, but it has a hashtag in front of it. So I'm going to throw that in there. But I'm actually more familiar myself with her as a a documentary filmmaker. And uh, also on Netflix is Quincy, the film that she made about her father. And that's an incredible documentary. She's also featured in it quite a bit, talking with um, her father. And it's, uh, I mean, Quincy Jones is an incredible, vibrant visionary. So please seek out Quincy. Now we're just getting to know Donna Meagle on Parks and Recreation. In fact, in these upcoming episodes we're discussing today, she gets her first lines. And uh, the first three episodes, she has no lines, but uh, Donna Meagle is going to be uh, a wonderful character that we're going to get to know. And she's played by Retta. You can currently see Retta on Good Girls on um, Netflix, a show I've watched uh, most of the first season of, and is a great ensemble cast led by three women, including Retta. So speaking of Netflix, there's one other Vibrant Visionary filmmaker that I wanted to touch on today, which is Beyonce. The film that she directed is called Homecoming. So Homecoming documents her incredible two-night performance as the headliner of Coachella. She's the first Black female headliner of Coachella. Homecoming is a art film, in my opinion. It is a triumph of sound and vision, elevating the voices, the faces, the creativity, and the beauty of Black culture and all of the performers that she brought on stage. Over a hundred performers from dancers to musicians. She has featured guests but it's the people that you have probably never heard of that are the the stars here. The cameras are intimate. The sound design is incredibly innovative. So if for some reason you slept on this, that's my top recommendation. Play it loud. And if for some reason, after you play Homecoming, the algorithm on Netflix decides to suggest Cadillac Records, because Beyonce stars in that film. That's where I'm going to bring in my opinion a bit here. As a uh, musician and lover of rhythm and blues and soul music, and a performer of rhythm and blues and soul music. So Cadillac Records is about Leonard Chess and 
chess records, which the story of chess records should be told. But what really bummed me out about it, her character, she's playing Etta James, it's really a character of someone that is portrayed as more of a a drug-addled victim, and that Leonard Chess, who created Chess Records, the label, is her white savior. This particular film, I thought, was not good as far as the way that it portrays Etta James. So, instead of Cadillac Records, I'd say skip it and read Rage to Survive, the Etta James story that's written by Etta James and David Ritz. Etta James is incredibly candid. She is hilarious. She is beautiful. Most people are familiar with Etta James, of course, because of her singing At Last. That is her most famous song and a song you've probably heard at many weddings. This is what it says on the back of the book. Brash, sassy, and uncannily gifted, she has left a soul-sized footprint on modern music from blues to R&B to jazz. Her expressive voice and exquisite dramatic timing can actually make you tremble. Candid, brutally honest, and this is just... This, this this book is amazing. Uh, and Etta James is a huge influence on me. I've performed uh, many of her songs and her voice to me is one of the most soul-stirring of all time. So we're going to get into this episode of Parks and Recreation. And then please stay tuned to the end because I'm going to be featuring some of the wonderful queer podcasters going to be highlighting some of the women from the Lady Pod Squad. And let's get on with the show. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody, strap in. This is Heidi Bennett of Vibrant Visionaries, the podcast where I usually have conversations with multi-creative professionals about their projects, their process, their lessons learned along the way. And since the pandemic, I decided to embark on the adventure of re-watching Parks and Recreation. We've already discussed episodes 1, 2, and 3 of Parks and Recreation Season 1, and today I'm going to talk a little bit about episodes 4, 5, and 6. After that, I'm really excited to share some fantastic conversations. My buddy Skinner is back, and we had a really candid talk about life in quarantine and how we can um, sort of deal with the craziness of what's going on right now. And also a delightful conversation with an Emmy award winning choreographer, producer and actor. And you're not going to want to miss that interview. So anyways, let's dive in now to Parks and Rec season one, episode four. The parks department fellas are out in the courtyard having some beers. Leslie decides to join the party out there, uh, what she thinks is really a boys club. She brings along Ann Perkins and eventually 
brings in a gift basket that actually they shouldn't even be really receiving um, and and saying yes to. But she decides to say yes to it and then uh, extend the party by bringing in the wine and the cheese. I got wine! And cheese! Okay, so not only does Leslie feel guilty about bringing the wine and the cheese to the party, it ends up that our young intern, April Ludgate, has uh, decided out of pure boredom to have a little bit of that wine herself. And so Leslie's going to get reprimanded for this. And what we find, um, you know, what we're really getting to know about Leslie is that she takes her job very seriously, but she's also awkwardly trying to, you know, figure out how to fit in and figure out her place in this whole world. Actually, my favorite thing about this whole entire episode is simply that we get to know Ron Swanson a little bit better and the way that he takes care of Leslie um, as her uh, supervisor and how she how he stands up for her in the meeting. Leslie still has a bit of a crush on Brandanowitz. So you can see how that's a through line of some of her decision making is just simply a boy crush. And, you know, who hasn't had that blind us to better decisions? We also check in on Andy Dwyer. He's still got his casts on. He tries to take a bath in the, the way that his parents would give their dog a bath by going outside and filling up a pool <laughs> out on the lawn. Um, a cameo by Eric Edelstein. He comes in and uh, basically tells him to turn off his stereo and then just takes his boombox and flees with it. In the end of this episode, you really get to see that Andy does have something going for him. He does spend the day cleaning house, bringing some goodwill to his relationship with the hardworking Anne. That's a little bit of the future Andy that we're going to enjoy here for a moment, because as we're going to see in a quickly coming up episode, Andy has a lot of growing up to do. So that wraps up episode four of season one now on to episode five in episode five we get to meet leslie's mother she's being honored with a tellinson award and so there's a banquet and that's sort of the main part of this episode is leslie uh getting prepared to show up at the banquet show up as part of um the dynasty of uh, that she's building with her mother in politics Leslie hits Salvatore's, the barber who does all the hair for all the um, local politicians. And so she's very excited to get the classic Salvatore uh, do, which is a cute butchy look that she brings in. And, and it's alluded to at the banquet that she and Ann Perkins, who's dressed to the nines in a more femme look, are a couple things get a little bit better as the seasons go on as far as addressing queer folk. So it's uh, it's kind of a cheap joke in this episode, to be honest. Leslie tries to get her mom's advice regarding speaking with someone that has to do with the zoning board. And her mother gives her very manipulative kind of lowball advice. And so it's by the end of the episode after she regrets it almost immediately that we're getting to know more about Leslie's character and the fact that she's going to be somebody who's going to do things 
on the up and up as much as possible. That will be a running theme for the way that Leslie uh, decides to move and shake in the future episodes. We start to learn about Ron's um, love of bacon, and we're also learning through these episodes a few other things about uh, Tom Haverford's ability to wheel and deal. We're also, uh, we also learned that Leslie's father has passed on and is um, resting peacefully in Florida. We also get to see that Anne and Leslie's relationship is deepening. Anne actually tells her, I don't think this is a good idea, what your mother's suggesting. And so they have a bit of a rift. And then they make up with each other by the end of the ep. There's a whole section where Brandanowitz and Tom Haverford are out at a bar acting like complete idiots. <laughs> I have no comment for that section. <laughs> so now we get to move on to... Episode 6. Andy's about to get his casts off, and Leslie is there to, you know, as a representative of the city to to witness this, and she even asks to keep the cast. The cast is uh, chock full of <laughs> disgusting things like there's um, Anne's iPod, there's some toys, there's uh, all sorts of gross stuff in there. It's not long before we find out through Anne talking with the doctor that Andy could have gotten his cast off two weeks ago. So Anne is decidedly very upset at the fact that she's been waiting on him hand and foot for the last two weeks when she didn't have to. We're not going to be ending this episode feeling too stoked about Andy. I think the best things that we can get out of Andy from this episode are the myriad of band names that his band is still going through. And at the very, very end of this episode, he actually does decide to go back to calling the band Mouse Rat. What kind of music does your band play? You know, I, I don't really like to define it, but it's like um, Matchbox 20 meets The Fray. So, rock. The band has had a few different names over the years. We started, we were Teddy Bear Suicide, but then we changed it to Mouse Rat. Uh, then we were God Hates Figs, Department of Homeland Obscurity, Flames for Flames, Muscle Confusion, Nothing Rhymes with Orange, uh, then Everything Rhymes with Orange, Punch Face Champions, Rad Wagon, Puppy Pen. Pendulum, awesome Pendulum, Penis Pendulum, Handrail Suicide, Angel Snack, Just the Tip, Three Skin, uh, Jet Black Pope. We went back to Mouse Rat, and now we are Scarecrow Boat. God, when I hear myself say Scarecrow Boat out loud, I kind of hate it. Leslie's mom has set her up for a dinner date. She thinks that she's uh, getting to know somebody else that is um, can help her further getting the uh, the pit filled and turned into a park. Um, he's uh, quite a bit older than her, in fact, has younger children that are about her age. Uh, I think that's a pretty good little scene. Highlights more of Amy Poehler's comedic chops and timing than some of the earlier stuff. Andy is celebrating getting out of his casts by performing with his band tonight. Everybody's invited. Leslie ends up showing up a little bit later after the awkward dinner with her senior date. We get to meet Tom's surgeon wife. Anne is absolutely seething at Andy. And uh, Brandanowitz decides it's a perfect time for him to say, you deserve better, maybe, uh, maybe somebody like me, which she does not appreciate. We get to hear the band play. 
So, so far, Andy has fallen in the pit. Leslie has fallen in the pit. And we wrap up season one with Andy and Anne being broken up with Leslie and Brandanowitz off to get cozy over at the pit. They smooch a little bit. And then lo and behold, simultaneously, while Andy's getting kicked out of Anne's house, Mark Brandanowitz falls down the pit. (laughs) And that's how we end season one. I am so excited to invite you all to come back for season two. And I've got special guests lined up to help me uh, navigate all the hilarity that's coming at us. Stay tuned for my recommendations for podcasters of color and to celebrate Pride with many wonderful podcasts with queer voices. Thanks for listening. Ciao. I mean, Kennedy put a man on the moon. He did. I can build one park. I really admire your tenacity. I really admire you. Wait, what am I doing? This isn't the way I want this to happen again. Leslie, it's not that big a deal. I'm sorry. That's, uh, I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. No, 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 no. no. Oh my god. Oh, oh! Oh my god! Oh my god! Mark, are you alright? Wow. Are you okay? Oh my god. Go get some help. Help! Go get some help. Help! Go get some help. Hey, babe! Baby, open up! That guy, Mark, just fell in the pit. What? You think that Mark? Yeah. He just fell in the pit. You gotta go check it out. You're a nurse. He's, I think he's probably be hurt. <laughs> Seriously, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I fell in the pit. You fell in the pit. We all fell in the pit. Yeah. All right. There's a wrap on season one of Parks and Recreation. And now, as promised, I wanted to highlight some awesome podcasters, uh, podcasters of color, podcasters that identify as queer, etc., etc. <laughs> and I wanted to start out by the excellent Drinking and Screaming podcast. Shar uh, is one of the co-hosts, and she is in the Lady Pod Squad, as are many of the folks I'm going to be highlighting today. It's described as a queer and feminist horror movie podcast, Drinking and Screaming. They review um, and analyze horror films through a queer and feminist lens, all while drinking a cocktail they create to match the mood and themes of the movie. So it's great. Uh, They talk about horror films and then also make these signature cocktails. So it's really awesome and really fun podcast. So find them at Drinking and Screaming. And of course, I'll have links to all these in my show notes as well. Next up is Les Represent. And Erica is another lady pod squatter. She says, hi, Heidi, my podcast is LGBT plus, and we happened to interview another great queer podcast recently. And so I'll share those links. Les Represent is a lesbian and lady loving queer LGBT podcast representing everyday stories from the queer community. So check that one out. 
Then we've got Brooke from Spooky Wives. She says, hey there, Heidi, our podcast is LGBTQ+, and I am a mixed race person. Myself, we're sort of on hiatus, but we're trying to be more active on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So I haven't listened to Spooky Wives yet. Spooky Wives is a podcast where married couple Brooke and Bailey delve into everything spooky. So check out the Spooky Wives podcast if you're into the spooky stuff. Then there's Lee. So Lee is um, a co-host of Les Hangout, and she's also uh, here in the Bay Area. So I look forward to meeting Lee in person one of these days, but we haven't met up yet. They've got a super queer podcast, she says, and we're also hosting a virtual pride event. So they're doing that right now here in um, June. Les Hangout does a lot of um, in-person socializing, too. They do uh, meetups and stuff. So when everything's, um, you know, safe to hang out again, like I said, I look forward to meeting up with Lee. My friend Nessa, she has a whole bunch of podcasts and she is um, part of the LGBT community. She is part of the not another X-Files podcast, which uh, I love the X-Files. So I've listened to several of those. She's also part of the Multipod, which is uh, sort of adjacent to multi-creative podcasts. Uh, the multi-potentialite world is uh, also people who polymaths have a lot of different uh, interests. And so she has the Multipod. And then there's um, her latest podcast, which is called That's the Ticket, which is a a travel podcast. So I'll share a link to Vanessa Hennessy's website so that you can check all of those out. And my final recommendation today is to check out the directory Podcasts in Color. That's at Podcasts in Color dot com for a huge directory of a variety of podcasts from podcasters of color. Send your recommendations of your favorite podcasts to coach at HeidiBennett.com so I can shout those out and share those links. And hey, if you are new to listening to the podcast, let me introduce myself. My name is Heidi Bennett, and I'm a coach for professional creatives. I partner with professional creatives to help them clarify and complete their projects. I teach creative teams how to communicate with ease so that they can create and collaborate with clarity and confidence. I work with people who I refer to as vibrant visionaries, people who are multi-creative, weirdo, wonderful people. I describe them as creators skilled in a variety of disciplines who combine their many talents to bring the world innovative, groundbreaking, culturally impactful art and entertainment. Vibrant visionaries are curious, overflowing with a million ideas, lifelong learners, tinkerers, and experimenters. They are compassionate, empathetic, emotionally intelligent, and maybe even a little sensitive. They understand the value of vulnerability when it comes to telling original stories and creating a compelling, thought-provoking body of work. I'm a certified professional coach, and I understand the unique obstacles that immensely creative people are challenged with. I understand the creative mind and value instinct, intuition, and the non-linear nature of our creative process. So if you're interested in learning more about collaborating with me, check out HeidiBennett.com and we can set up a complimentary strategy session and kind of see if this is something that you're interested in doing right now. 
working with a professional coach to get your creative projects done. And just before I sign off for today, I wanted to say again, I love everyone out there. I see you. I see you posting really incredibly moving pictures from the front line, uh, videos of peaceful protests, statues going down. This is an amazing time in our lives. This is going to go down in history as a time of immense change and revolution. And I am so proud of all the vibrant visionaries out there doing your part. Thank you so much. I love you and ciao for now.